Hello, and welcome to the Association of Insurance Compliance Professionals podcast. AICP serves the insurance compliance community by promoting relationships, exchanging information, and providing learning opportunities within a dynamic regulatory environment. You're listening to AICP and Me, how AICP helps me do what I do, with your host, Bree Dahl, president of the AICP. We're very excited to welcome today's guests, Matt Brash and Rachel Galasso. Matt is the Director of Corporate and Insurance Regulatory Compliance at Digital Partners, a Munich Re company. In this role, Matt is responsible for the compliance oversight of Digital Partners' innovative property and casualty insurers and their industry-disrupting InsurTech partners. Prior to joining Digital Partners in 2019, Matt was Assistant Vice President and Compliance Officer for the Cumberland Insurance Group, a regional property and casualty mutual insurer located in Bridgeton, New Jersey. Before Cumberland, Matt was a private practice attorney focusing primarily on the insurance industry. Matt has been an active member of the AICP since 2008. He served as AICP president from 2016 to 2017, was on the board of directors from 2013 to 2018, and is currently an active member of the Learning and Development Committee and the Mid-Atlantic Chapter. Rachel has been an AICP member since 2014 and is currently serving as a regional director of the New England Chapter. She has many years of experience in the property and casualty insurance industry, which includes everything from agency relations to product regulatory compliance. She is currently a senior regulatory compliance specialist at Markel Specialty. Prior to that, she was employed by Mafray Insurance for more than 16 years. Rachel is currently pursuing a degree in business management from Becker College and the associate compliance professional designation with a concentration in property and casualty through the AICP. She has also earned an AINS designation from the Institute's Risk and Insurance Knowledge Group. Please join Bree, Matt, and Rachel as they discuss their experiences with the AICP. Matt, Rachel, I want to thank you guys so much for joining me today on our AICP and Me podcast. Uh, this is our opportunity as members to talk about how the association has impacted our careers, how we've benefited from being members and the network that the association provides for us. Um, today, we are going to focus on the job bank. Um, it's part of the benefits of membership that we offer. It's a way for employers in our industry to post jobs that they have in the compliance area and um, our members have access to the job bank. It's only available to members, so it's, it's truly a benefit of membership with us. And um, you both have had good successes with the job bank. Um, at different points in your career, you've both been able to use the job bank to, to make a career change. And that's why we have asked you to be our guests today. Uh, I want to start with asking you guys a couple of simple, basic questions. Uh, Matt, I will start with you. And I wanted to know, when did you join AICP and why did you join AICP? What was your motivation? Well, first, thanks for having me today, Bree. It's great to be on an AICP podcast. Um, so I've been a member of AICP since 2008. And I joined because I was uh, uh, working in a law firm. I'm, I'm an attorney uh, uh, by training and education. And I was working, uh, just started getting into insurance compliance uh, at the law firm. And one of the partners that I was working for suggested I get involved with AICP if I really wanted to 
learn about um, compliance. So uh, that that's what got me on the path. And Rachel, uh, the same question. When did you join the ICP and why? Sure. And again, thanks, Bree, for having me um, be on the podcast today. I'm very excited to, to talk about AICP. Um, I joined in 2014. Um, it's kind of Ironic that Matt's on the call today, too, because he was one of the first people that I saw speak. Um, and I joined AICP to network and, and find resources. Um, I recently got into a state filings position in the compliance regulatory world and needed some help. And, you know, I did some research and I was pointed to AICP as a good organization to develop the networking that I needed to do and to, you know, make contact within the industry. And I went to an E-Day. Um, I saw Matt speak. I was so motivated and I wanted to get more involved and know more about AICP. So Wow, Rachel. It's, uh, <laughs> it's a good thing it's a podcast because I'm blushing right now. Oh. I mean, thank you. I appreciate that. No, you were you were very inspirational and um, it was a great first introduction for AICP for myself. So it was great. So thank you. Matt, did you know you could have such an impact? <laughs> I had always hoped, but I didn't think I, I would. Um, okay, so Rachel and Matt, you guys are both on the East Coast. Rachel, you must have attended a Mid-Atlantic E-Day? No, I think that it was a New England chapter E-Day. Um, and I think, Matt, that might have been the year that you were president. Okay. Oh, that is an important thing to note. Matt Brash oh. has the distinct pleasure of uh, being a past president of AICP. I am currently serving as president. And um, <laughs> Matt was also a big driver <laughs> for me and my current involvement with, <laughs> with the association. So um, we, we've got an AICP heavy hitter with us today. <laughs> <laughs> again again with the blushing um yeah i mean you know it, it just goes to show you know over the years aicp has been such a benefit to me um that you know what's the old phrase i i, I decided that i wasn't just going to be a member i was going to be the president so um you know uh, it was a great experience um and you know met a lot of great people along the way and got a lot of good work done and uh, hopefully provided a lot more benefit to our membership when I was on the board. Yeah, and I think you you really did hit on one of the things that I think is important for us to, to talk about is that you can be a member of uh, AICP or any other association or any organization, and it's really uh, your involvement and being an active member that makes a difference. Um, that's really when you start to realize how important the network is and how vital those resources can be when you need the help because you never know when you're going to need it. Absolutely. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Um, so, like I noted uh, uh, when we started talking, we are focusing today on the job bank. Um, it isn't very often that people stay with a company or um, in a particular job for their entire careers. Uh, it's, it's really common for people to move around in, in any industry. And what we provide in our job bank is a mechanism 
for our members to help them advance in their career or possibly find a better fit. Um, so um, Matt, I guess we can start with you. And you used the job bank quite a few years ago. Um, and if you can tell us a little bit about uh, where you were in your career, what you were looking for and why you turned to the job bank as a resource. Sure. Um, so yes, I think I used it 2011, 2012 timeframe. And that's when I had been, you know, as I mentioned before, I had been outside counsel representing the insurance industry um, for uh, you know, about 10, 11 years. And at some point through that time, especially after I joined AICP, I realized that I, I had a uh, real passion for compliance and I, I wanted to take what I had learned and use it in a company uh, within an insurance company. So I, I got to a point where I, I was, you know, I learned about this job bank and I would go in there uh, every day <laughs> for uh, a, a point, a certain point of time and look for that role that I, I really wanted to take on the compliance officer role, compliance manager, someone within uh, working in different areas of uh, compliance um, across the board. You know, we all say compliance is a wide ranging uh, area. So, um, and then it just, one day I logged in and there it was, there was a compliance officer position available um, relatively close to where I lived and I, uh, threw my hat in the ring. And the next thing I knew, I was a compliance officer in-house, just like I always wanted to be. And uh, it's it's been great ever since then. So yours was an intentional change. You you identified that you needed something different from your career. So you were you were seeking a change. That's right. Um, and you had a long and successful run um, in that role? At, at that role, yes, I did. Yep. And then, <laughs> and then, uh, yep, about a year and a half ago, I moved on to my next role as a compliance officer at another insurance company. So, and that's where I am today. And Rachel, um, your experience is quite a bit more recent and I, believe that the drivers behind it were a little bit different as well. So I wanted to give you an opportunity to tell us a little bit about your story. Sure. Um, mine was quite different than Matt's. So I, to be very honest, had not really used the job bank that much. I had um, been very happy and very successful at the company I worked at for almost 16 years. I was aware of the job bank and, and I did, you know, have conversations with others about the job bank and I knew a few people that had used it, but I myself had not had any experience with it. Um, in January of this year, after you know being employed for 16 years with the same insurance company, my position was eliminated. Um, so I was, you know, kind of lost. I wasn't sure what I was doing and um, thankful to some of my networking and, you know, other regional directors. Um, actually, one of the regional directors said to me, hey, you should look at the job bank and um, actually recommended another company um, 
within the insurance industry that had a job specifically out there. So I was like, oh yeah, of course, you know, I, I really need to take advantage of this. So I was just trying to wrap my head around everything that was happening. And um, so I went out there, um, you know, I read through the job descriptions. It was, you know, everything you need to know is, is out there for you. I did some research on the company that um, ultimately had a, regulatory compliance specialist position that I, I thought oh, this looks really nice for, you know, what I have from my background, my experience and everything. So, and it was a telecommuting position, which was, okay, I, I, I'm in one state, they're five states away. This is, this could be great. And, um, applied for the position, um, was flown out for interviews and ultimately hired with the company. So, um, I went from, you know, having a, a really tough moment in January, um, losing my my position. And then I started one week or actually the week that the company went all remote. Um, March 23rd was my start date and I couldn't be happier working for this company right now. Um, so I fully support the job bank and um my company does too. Um, and they continue. We just recently posted another position, um, on the, using the job bank. So it, it, I can't say enough about it. Um, and again, my networking, you know, other, having other members of AICP, um, you know, I had a lot of contacts. I emailed everybody. So for me, it was quite different than Matt, but I'm also hoping to have a, a long and successful career where I am today. So it was great. Um, and so you mentioned that your the company that you're with has continued to post their job postings on the AICP job bank, which I think is a testament to the quality of people that we have as members and that they continue to value the job bank as a source for gaining employees within their organization. Yes. Um, and when a company has members with AICP, they get to post jobs in our job bank for free. Um, so if it, it, it's a benefit to the company as well as the member that uh, they get they get access to the job bank. That's right. You know, one of the things too, as um, a company who needs to put up postings for compliance professionals, having that job bank, knowing that the responses you receive back from applicants they're actually going to be qualified compliance applicants. You know, um, a lot of times if you use these other sources out there, um, you know, there's, there's also compliance in other fields like the financial industry and pharmaceutical industries. Everyone has compliance roles these days. And so when you get these uh, resumes back in and they say, yes, I'm compliance, but they're not involved in the insurance industry, it can be a little frustrating. So having them posted in our job bank, knowing that our candidates are going to be insurance compliance candidates, it's, it's a great benefit. That's a great point. I think that it's important to recognize that companies can post in the job bank and they know that they're going to get qualified applicants. They don't have to filter through a lot of, the, like you mentioned, the finance or other areas. They're getting somebody that has specific compliance experience. Um, and they might be looking for a, an advancement in their career. And this is a good opportunity for them to, to take that leap. Exactly right. 
Okay, Rachel, I wanted to take a minute because I feel like I failed at the beginning of our conversation to also point out that right now you're serving as the regional director and um, for the New England chapter. Correct. And what has that experience brought to you because this is a relatively new role? And how is your experience with AICP helping you in your new role? Great question. It's It's been um, giving me a great opportunity to learn even more about AICP and the organizational structure of AICP. It has made me feel more comfortable contributing it in different ways. Um, I've actually, you know, talked to my new employer. I, I share a lot of the AICP events. I, um, I've, as a member, we have several employees there that are members of AICP. They really support the organization as a whole and recognize the value. So I've been attending webinars and, um, you know, sharing notes and, and the, the slides, the recordings back with my current employer. And they really appreciate all that. Um, and as being regional director, I, I feel like I feel more comfortable to give feedback at the national level, at the executive committee level. And it's been a great opportunity, you know, to hear more, get involved more, understand, see more of the bigger picture and bring that information back to my chapter. So I, I think it's given me a great opportunity. Um, I, I think it's um, professionally, it's really helped me to continue to grow. And I can honestly say um when I lost my job in January, I, I was ready to throw the towel in and say, well, here goes my position with AICP as well. And as much as I really valued this organization, that was just another heartache for me. Okay, I've lost my job. I Now I'm losing this, you know, AICP. And um, when I reached out to my, you know, peers within the organization and they're, Brie, you were one of them. You're like, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Your membership is with AICP as you as a person as well, and your experience and your knowledge, you have all that. Just because your employer went away doesn't mean this needs to go away as well. So that gave me another confidence boost that, yeah, you know what? I add value to AICP. They add value to me, but I also add it to them. So on the professional level, that was great. And um, and thank I want to thank everybody for that, right? AICP as a whole um, just helped me get me that confidence to, you know, pursue that job. And as a result of AICP, the job bank, you know, getting my new position with um, Markel. So it's been great. That's really funny that you mentioned that because I don't think I would have remembered it if you hadn't mentioned it, but, yeah. but I do, I remember like it was almost immediate, like, oh my gosh, Hey, you have this resource available to you. Right. Right. I, I just, you know, I was another, um, like I said, it was another heartache for me. It's like, okay, I lost my, I lost my job. I lost AICP. What next? Right. And then I remember like you immediately, I sent that email and you were like all over it. <laughs> and you were like, what do you mean? You're not going anywhere. So I was like, oh, okay. Cause you just know in that moment, you just, you know, I, it was just a difficult time for me and, um, AICP helped me, helped me through that. So thank you. And that's great. So I think um, one thing I kind of want to explore a little bit with you, Rachel, is what is it like starting a new job in the middle of a global pandemic? Because <laughs> there's nothing normal about right now and that you were able to, I mean, getting laid off is no joke. Right. Um, and that you were able to, because 
the, the, the pandemic was just developing at the beginning of the year and you were able to find a new job and you seem very comfortable and, and happy and you're experiencing some success there. Um, so what, what has it looked like and felt like for you starting over from scratch in all of this unknown environment? So starting over from scratch in the beginning was a little scary. However, for me, the pandemic, even though it's, you know, it's a difficult time in our, all our life right now, right? It actually kind of was a positive thing for me because I was going to be a remote employee moving forward. But now the entire company is remote employees. So it gave me an advantage because at that moment in time, everybody was learning how to, you know, work from home and, you know, get your dedicated space. And but it's not temporary for me. It's my future. So it, it gave me that opportunity um, to share some things with people and, and hey, I'm going to do this. Or I'm going to do this. So it, it, it made, again, a little bit of a confidence booster and um, helping me through that. And. I consider myself a very positive individual. So I just kind of like, you know, I, I built myself up and this is a new start, fresh start for me. So it may be starting over, but it's also a new beginning and new beginnings can be, you know, a great, great thing. So um, it, it's been, it's been good. I mean, it is a little scary in the beginning. You know, you think about you've been at a company for 16 years. There's not much you don't know, right? You have all that. You got to just clean your slate and jump in. And, and some of that knowledge is that I had really has made me more valuable of an employee as well. So um, starting over or continuing on with my, my career um, is what I kind of say now. I'm just, you know, following the footsteps and, and moving along with it. But I think starting during a global plant pandemic for me gave me an advantage because as being a remote employee, everyone was remote. And the company's been fabulous. And my training, the first week I was supposed to be in Wisconsin for training, I did it all virtual. And you know, now we're hiring another position and we're we're able to like move forward that much easier because of, you know, being in the global pandemic and because I was trained virtually. So now they realize that that went very well. You know, I was hands on. I had no problems. It was, you know, um, a great first week in training. The company was very supportive. And, and now they're like, yeah, you know what? We can really do this. So I, I think um, companies are, have really learned a lot throughout this time and they're realizing that you know a lot of positions a lot of jobs can be fulfilled remotely yeah it's got to be scary or maybe scary isn't the right word but um uncertain for employers to be hiring in an entirely remote world where we don't have the opportunity to to meet with candidates in person face to face where you can get that that feeling about somebody the same way and my company right now, we're interviewing um, for a compliance regulatory specialist, and they're doing everything virtually. So they will not personally, you know, not meet that person prior to hiring that person. But today our world is changing, you know, because of the pandemic, a lot of things. I mean, when's the last time you've been in an in-person meeting? We're doing virtual. Everything's virtual. It's a, it's a new world. When is this going to become, you know, back to where we, we used to be? It may not. This may be, you know, it's more efficient sometimes. I mean, I think about, you know, I left my house at four in the morning to go to Wisconsin for an interview. And I, I, you know, they offered to stay over. I chose, you know, I'll just be out there one day and back. I walked back in my door at midnight. So 
to do a, 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 you know, I could have done that same interview virtually and two or three hours of my time versus yeah. all that, you know, yeah, like two or three days. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So, um, some of those things, I think companies are really starting um, to, to evaluate that whole process. And, you know, I've heard from some executives too in the travel. I mean, you know, um, Matt, you're, you're a higher level executive in your company. How many times did you jump on a plane previously to, you know, spend 10 hours in the airports and flights to get to an hour meeting and then leave again? So, yeah, I, ca I can't say it didn't happen. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but at the same time, you know, it's, the, I, th I think even before uh, the pandemic, the the industry has been changing. The world's been changing. You know, sure. I think the company I work for now, Digital Partners. I mean, we've we've been on the forefront of it. Um, you know, we joke around because it's about this time last year that our company switched to Zoom. Uh, Seventy five percent of our workforce is remote, um, and so you know we like to say we were on Zoom before it was cool. So <laughs> we're getting, you know, and, and the reduction in travel, um, the reduction in the bottom line, um, for like th those hour long movies, exact or meetings. Like <laughs> awesome. That goes to movies. <laughs> yeah. Now we know what he's doing. <laughs> <laughs> I wish, I wish. No, it's, um, you know, there, there's a lot, um, there are a lot of things changing and I, I think a lot of it is for the better. Yeah, I think uh, it, it definitely has forced the insurance industry, which tends to lag behind other industries a little bit, to step up their technology game and to embrace remote working where um, they may have only been dipping their toes in the water. Um, well, but Matt, and, and Bree, I'm, I'm sorry to you know interrupt, but you know the, <laughs> the, the one point also about you know bringing it back to the job bank, you know employers, insurance companies now have access, if they're willing to embrace remote work, they have access to an entirely much larger talent pool than, oh, you know, I, larger. I, I live in the Philadelphia area, right? And so previously I was limited to, you know, companies within whatever my tolerance was for driving to the office, hour and a half, two hours sometimes. But now, you know, my, my head company, my headquarters is in Cincinnati and we have people that work from Florida, California, you know, all over the country. And we are getting the best of the best because we are not limiting ourselves to a geographic area. Yeah. Yeah. That's huge. And that's, I think the job bank, you're just going to see more employers utilizing that as these stories, you know, we start to share more of these stories. And because exactly like Matt said, you're you're getting a whole large pool of candidates to choose from that are specific to compliance. Exactly. Right. Yep. Um, Matt, the name of your company um, I, is is interesting. It's a digital partners, and I think it's something that we can touch on a little bit while we still have some time. Um, you, your, your career path has been really interesting to me and I've been, I think, fortunate to be, um, along for the ride for a, a good majority of it. It, you, you started out in private practice as a lawyer or a, an attorney, and then you went to work for a traditional insurance carrier, um, a regional property and casualty carrier. 
And now you are with, um, it's, it's a trendy term, but you're with an insure tech company. So can you um, explain a little bit, because I think our audience would be interested in your experience from that standpoint, moving through those different roles a little bit. Um, just, uh, I, I think people can get boxed into thinking, okay, this is my job, this is my role, I need to look for something similar. And you've definitely done some very different things. That is true. That is true. And, you know, it's kind of like this, you hear everyone say, you know, no one ever chooses to go into insurance. Well, no. <laughs> you know, um, now these days, more and more people, more and more colleges are having risk management programs and insurance certifications, things like that. So more people are choosing to go into uh, at least a fundamental basic insurance compliance um, thing earlier on. But I, I was definitely one of those people that fell into it. Uh, when I was, uh, as, as an attorney, I was, I started off, you know, slogging the way through the courtrooms, doing defense work for insurance companies, and then slowly over time got into compliance practice and realized that, I don't know, the light just came on. I, there's something about insurance compliance that is just, you know, uh, gets me up out of bed in the morning and makes me want to do things better. And really that learning the basics in law firm practice, helping out insurance companies to resolve issues that they had had was great. Solving those problems, coming to a good resolution. And at some point, I said to myself, you know what I would rather do instead of solving problems after they've gone down this, you know, a path that you typically see end up in, a, in an attorney's office, I'd like to be in-house where I can stop those problems from happening initially and having involvement in different systems, claims admin systems, policy admin systems, all those different things that make up compliance. So that's where I really, I wanted to stop the problems from happening first. <laughs> So that's when I joined Cumberland, uh, it was great. They, they uh, I think they've been around now for 176 years, I believe. Um, and so there were some very traditional uh, processes in place. And luckily their leadership was embracing change. So I was able to come in there, look at the compliance functions and provide suggestions, working with IT, working with systems, working with our products and claims folks on how to make things more efficient using uh, the technologies that we had. And uh, it was that experience for those seven years, I believe, where I realized that, you know, there is, there is a huge future for innovation and technology in the insurance industry. And when, um, when this opportunity arose with digital partners, uh, I, I, I snapped it up in a heartbeat and, you know, uh, what we're doing at Digital Partners is really, we are working with InsureTechs, um, these uh, startup companies that have the next great idea. You know, what, what problem within the insurance value chain are they trying to solve? And they come to us and with the backing of, you know, international uh, Munich Re, uh, reinsurance, you know, uh, and their long history of, uh, you know, hundred, Hundred, I for eighteen eighty something. I believe Munich Re. Yeah, started. they've been around for a while. <laughs> been around for a long time. We have a lot of experience, and specifically at Digital Partners, we have 
folks who know what it takes to establish uh, insurance operations and then leveraging, working with our partners to uh, put that innovative spin on it and, and rolling them out and helping them get off the ground, whether it's they wanna be just a piece of the insurance value chain or whether they wanna be a full stack insurer, um, our job is to help. And so really I'm, I'm almost full circle back to my initial role as, in, in, as an attorney, being a consultant to some extent and helping and identifying gaps in the compliance processes and helping them build to become an efficient, modern, innovative insurance company. Wow, we've uh, we've covered a lot today. Um, I, I think we, we've covered a, a really broad range of uh, searching for new jobs and career paths and a little bit of what the industry looks like. Uh, I, I want to thank you both for your time today. I want to thank you for the relationship that I have with you guys. Uh, I, I get to work with both of you in different aspects right now, and I find all of it to be enjoyable. Um, on behalf of AICP, thank you for sharing your experience with us. And I hope yeah. that we continue, continue our relationship um, and continue membership with AICP and everything that it brings to us. Thank you so much, Bree and Rachel. It was great talking with you today and hope to catch up in person sometime soon. <laughs> I agree. Thank you so much, Bree, for having me, Matt. It was nice to talk to you. We haven't touched base in a long time, so it was nice to chat with you again, too, and um, it was a great experience. Thanks, guys.